0: And welcome to another episode of So You Want to Talk About Leadership, where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. See, today is a great day to make an impact, so I'm going to challenge you again to do just that. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please follow us at So You Want to Talk About Leadership. Today, we're going to talk about the development of others, so let's get to it. Did you know that 77% of organizations report they're experiencing a leadership gap? Did you know that 63% of millennials who actually make up 50% of the workforce today, but will actually make up 75% of the workforce by 2025 say their leadership skills are not being fully developed. And also, did you know that 83% of businesses say it's important to develop leaders at all levels, but only 5% of businesses have implemented leadership development at all levels. See, clearly there's a market out there. For leadership development and not just in corporate world or, or the business world. See, see, good leaders develop those around them because simply it just makes sense to do so. However, what I've learned in my experience and in my leadership journey of my own is that many leaders don't know how to develop other leaders. And the reason they don't know how to develop other leaders is because. They will never develop themselves. And honestly, they're just going off of their natural skills and abilities and talents. They're going off the things that they've learned on the job. And what I've also learned is that anyone is capable of being a leader, but leadership isn't for everyone. And so as a result of that today, I just want to drop a few nuggets about the importance of developing others and hopefully with one of these nuggets, two of these nuggets, you'll be able to apply them to your life. And so I'm going to apologize in advance if I step on a few toes out there, if I you know, if I put it right in front of you, because sometimes that has, you know, we need those challenges. We need to be faced, you know, we need to be forced to look ourselves in the mirror so we can develop and polish up ourselves. So the first thing I want to bring to your attention and let you know about today is that you will not be in your current position forever. And what I mean by that is when you leave the position that you're in now, when you leave that position, that title is still going to be there. So you may be the manager and it may say Ashley, but guess what, Ashley's going to leave one day and that manager role is going to be vacant. And so somebody else is going to step into that manager role, whether it's it's Michael, whether it's Jessica, whether it's Monica, whether it's Josh, it doesn't matter who it's going to be, but it won't be you. And so you have to understand you're not gonna be there forever. Too many leaders forget that they're gonna move on at some point. I don't care if it's because of a promotion, because of it's a new job at a new place, or if it's termination or even retirement. But think about that. If you can develop your replacement, your successor, why not do that? Why not have your fingerprints on what's to come? Why not help the person that's coming behind you so they can take what you did and make it greater so they can take the company to different heights and different levels in the area in which you were leading before please please understand that none of us no matter how great we are at our jobs no matter how great we are or what we do none of us are irreplaceable none of us are and it's and it's going to come a time that we're going to have to move on or we will be moved out the way whether it's voluntary or involuntary number two Insecure leaders fear developing those around them. See, insecure leaders, when they see leaders with potential. They see them as threats instead of using them to their benefits. And this is and this is what I mean by this. Let's just say there's there is someone that you work with. Let's just call her Jennifer. So Jennifer is very charismatic. She's, she's great with people, great social skills. Her emotional intelligence is off the charts. And you see her as a threat because everybody's running to Jennifer first instead of going to you. Now, yes, there's a time and place for protocol and hierarchy and things of that nature, but Jennifer's just doing what she does. Like, you know, and people love Jennifer, but instead of using Jennifer to help you, You're too busy hating on Jennifer. Why not use the skills and the talents and the natural gifts that Jennifer has to get people to buy in to what it is that you want them to do? Don't be intimidated by Jennifer. Use Jennifer's skills. Use her natural ability. Use her charisma to your benefit. Use it so you, the company, everyone can see how great Jennifer is, but also how great you are, because we know that you're a good leader. But too many times leaders see other potential leaders that may be a level or two levels below them and they feel threatened instead of taking them under their wing, because this is the thing. If you take them under your wing, they're going to always be right there with you. They're going to be learning from you. And so there will probably be some type of a relationship that, that they'll they'll appreciate that you are pouring into them. So please make sure so if you are an insecure leader out there don't don't hate on on those that are charismatic are good with other people or kind of just emerge as natural leaders because they are who they are and, and, and people love them number three I think it's important that we that we do this I think um, we have to realize that you train animals but you develop people I said again you train animals but you develop people. See, I think it's time that we normalize using the term develop over train. See, you can develop and polish skills so a person is prepared to do the work. See, we don't want to train robots so they can do exactly what we did the exact same way we did it. We want to polish those skills, develop them so they can come into that role, come into that position and know what it is they need to do and take it to new heights. Let them be able to use their innovative skills to take it to the next level. Let them know how things are done, but don't handicap them by training them and say, hey, when A happens, we do B. When Y happens, we do Z. No, teach them how to weather the storm. But in this case, if A happens, E may be the best solution, but if you handicap them and say, hey, every time A happens, we're going to do B, you may miss out on the opportunity to expand or to explore having even a better solution for whatever that problem or scenario may be. So please make sure that you understand that you are developing people, not training them. You're not training people like you would your dog to sit or to stand or to stay or to roll over. You're teaching them to be leaders, you're developing them and whatever natural skills and abilities that they have, you're trying to pour into them so they can take it to the next level, honestly. So you can get what you need to get done. They can get what they need to get done. And overall, the business can get done what they need to get done. Number four, development takes an investment. when I say an investment, I mean an investment of time, skills, knowledge, and resources. And when I say an investment of time, skills, knowledge and resources, I'm talking about an investment of your time, your skills, your knowledge, your resources. See, an investment of your time specifically, it shows that you care about that person and the organization. You see, we talked a few weeks ago about the the benevolence. We talked about care and you saw certain traits such as that benevolence with your time, your skills, your knowledge and resources, and that care, how they overlap in the ability for a leader to do what they need to do. We never know who's going to be who. We never know where this life is going to take us. But it's very important that we take the time when we do see the potential in somebody to give them the skills, to give them the knowledge, to expose them to our resources, because there may be something that they know that we don't know. And when we take the time, we get to know what they know and we can fill in the gaps in the areas that they're not comfortable with. Or if there are areas that they don't know how to handle because Hey, yeah, they're a couple of years younger than you and they haven't experienced as much as you, you can fill it in. And so when they do have an experience similar to that, they know how to do it and they don't panic. And instead of them worrying about looking bad, they'll be prepared. They'll be confident in knowing, Hey, my predecessor prepared me for this. My predecessor told me, something like this would happen and here's how we're going to handle it so they don't have to look less than in front of those that they're leading when it comes time for that and i think the most important thing this last thing that i need you to understand and hopefully if if the first four didn't speak to you this last one will your legacy or your leadership legacy depends on how you develop others see john maxwell the great leadership guru he said that our leadership is not really graded based on the success that we have once we're leading. But actually, our leadership is based on how successful the organization, the company, the business, even our family, our classes, how successful they are once we leave. That shows how you're able to actually leave your mark, how you're able to leave a legacy. Because if the organization thrives, if the group thrives while you're there, okay, great. Good for you. But once you leave, once you step away, if there is an immediate plunge, it means that you didn't do your job developing leaders that were going to come behind you. And it also shows that there's a possibility that you may have been an insecure leader, that you may have been afraid to develop those that had potential or that you may have had a poor skill set in being able to identify new leaders to come in and hand the torch over to the next person so they can do what needs to be done to take the organization to new heights. And so please, please, please think about your legacy. I have have a story, I have a quick story that I want to share with you about, just about legacy. So I was a part of the Student African American Brotherhood at my at my undergrad at Georgia Southwestern State University, was founded at my university in 1990, something pretty cool that I thought. So in 1997, we had our first saw brother elected to SGA at the university, and he happened to be a three term president. And to this day, the only three term president in school history. Now from 1997, to May 2013, the year that I graduated, those were about 16 terms, right? And so during that, those 16 terms, there was a Saab brother that had been president in 11 of those 16 terms. So about 70% of those presidents in that time span, there was never a year, more than a year to where there was not a Saab brother who was not the president of SGA. There have been 14 different presidents over those 16 years, and eight of them have been SAB brothers. So over 50 percent of them have been SAB brothers. See, Saab, the Student African American Brotherhood, it developed leaders. It taught us how to be leaders on campus. It taught us how to lead people. It taught us how to set the example. And as I said earlier, the first. Saab brother to become SJ president is the it was the first and the only SJ president to serve three terms and we had two other Saab brothers who served consecutive terms but they were the only one and that was my cousin Andrew Robinson and then myself in 2012 and 2013. And so it just talks about just the legacy that Saab has and even and I even had a small experience and encounter with you know what legacy meant. I had friends who I took under my wing who I saw potential in and so hey, get involved on campus, get involved as an RA, get involved in SGA. And so when I graduated, there was a student, a friend of mine who he came in, he was a resident of mine. I saw potential in him. I thought he would do great things. And I said, Hey man, how about you become an RA? He became an RA. We actually were roommates as RAs. Hey man, how about you join SGA? He joined SGA was a great Senator. And I started to work with him, talk to him about my experiences as SJA SGA president. And lo and behold, when I graduated, he was elected SGA president. My my fingerprints was was there after I left because of a friend that I worked with who trusted me that I trusted to take the next step. And even the SGA president after him was another one of my friends who I saw the potential in her. And she actually made school history by becoming the first black woman SGA president. Like I said, leadership is everywhere. And so if we're able to do those things in in little moments, in little spaces, we never know the impact that we're going to have on others. And they're doing great things in life now. But just taking the time to see and not being threatened by what you see with others and getting them involved. You can have your fingerprints on the greatness of others, even though you're not there and so it's very important that you understand the importance of of developing others and not trying to haul the leadership spotlight to yourself because you're going to need help wherever you go and you never know who's going to be who and you never know who you're going to need and so if you're able to reach back and help and keep that door open for somebody else just know that there's going to be a time in your life to where somebody's going to reach back and help you if they have not already so always keep that door open and always be willing to help someone especially when you see there's potential don't be afraid don't be fearful don't be intimidated because they have potential run to that potential polish those skills help them become the best them the best leader that they can be and just watch them blossom watch them bloom and watch them do their thing so i want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you were able to get a nugget or two from this. I hope you're able to take something from this and apply it to your life and then be able to see and reap the benefits of developing others. Never be intimidated by someone who shows potential to be a great leader. Wrap your arms around them, embrace them so you can give them the great knowledge and wisdom that you have. So you can watch and witness them do the great things that they're going to do. And, Be able to sit back and take part in knowing, hey, I had just a little bit to do with that. So as always, until next time, be the leader that your peers need to see.